millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to Not Another Mummy podcast. I'm Alison Perry and you're listening to episode two. If you listen to episode one, you'll know that this is the podcast where I interview parents on different topics. Last episode was Sarah Turner from the Unmumsy Mum, so go and check that out if you haven't already. And today my guest is Erica Davies, who is a former fashion editor, and she's a mum of two, and she uh, she blogs at The Edited, and she's huge on Instagram, so go and check her out there. And I wanted to speak to Erica about that horrible period of time that everyone goes through, where you've had a baby... And you forget how to get dressed. It's that horrible identity crisis thing. And it's really hard to dress yourself in those early days. So I really wanted to get some tips from Erica. So she was great at telling me how she has refined her own personal style. And we also caught up about her gorgeous home renovation, her rescue dog, Rudy, and life in general. So I hope you enjoy it. Welcome, Erica Davies, to the podcast. Thanks, Alison Perry. I am really excited to have you here to chat to me. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know you, you're mum to Charlie, who is seven. Yes. And Lila, who's five. That's right. Well done. Thanks, thanks. Um, and also mum to a little rescue dog, Rudy, aren't you? Yeah, I don't know whether I can officially be called his mother yet. There's no there's no love on his side yet. Well, it's... even more so you're his mum then, because that's basically parenting. <laughs> that's true. It's all the relentless hard work and no joy at the moment. But yeah, well, we've adopted this rescue puppy through a charity called Wild at Heart Foundation. And I didn't realise how emotional it was going to be, actually. And every day I am still questioning myself and my decision. It's one of those things, you know, Lila started reception last September. Work is going well. I've got an amazing childminder. So I've thrown a feral dog in the mix. Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't I do that? Yeah. Tied to the house. So for anyone who follows you on Instagram, they will have seen your journey with Rudy. It feels like it really feels like it has been a journey with you, Erica. In an X-Factor style. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, And I guess that's, you know, also, you know, with you renovating your home, I feel like we've all been on that journey with you as well, because you really do keep us all posted on Instagram as to... Whether you want it or not quite frankly we can unfollow you if we want to that's true yeah it's always the unfollow button but you come across as somebody who's got a really strong sense of your identity would you say that's a fair analysis I think that is a fairly yeah I think that's really accurate actually I do I think it's taken me 
well, I'm 40 now and I think it's taken me a while to kind of, you know, navigate the many elements of my life, whether it be job, career, you know, having children, all of those things I think you absorb and then you put out there some version of yourself that feels natural. There was definitely a time when I was working in an office when I had a uniform, you know, I'd have my power dress and my statement jewellery and it was quite I worked in a very masculine environment I worked I was um, fashion editor on the Sun newspaper for 10 years so it was a very very masculine environment and I did feel like I needed some kind of armour and then I went to a fashion magazine with this amazing woman sitting next to me called Alison Perry. So we met didn't we Um, well actually no we kind of met on Twitter weirdly I, I seem to remember I tweeted you saying oh I really like your blog and um, we kind of chatted a bit on Twitter, and um, and then we ended up working together, didn't we, at Look Magazine. Next to each other. And we sat next to each other like desk buddies. Yeah. It was lovely made coming into it. Made each other tea all day. Yeah. I seem to remember I made you more tea than you made me, I though, Erica. I don't think that's, that's true at all. I'm making up for it now. I'm sat in Erica's gorgeous home, and I'm, I'm drinking the second cup of tea that she's made me today. Yeah. So I'm getting my own back. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like looking at your Instagram feed and your blog... It feels like you've got a real strong sense of your identity, whether it's the way that you dress yourself, whether it's, you know, the, the way that you're renovating your home and the accessories that you're putting in. Um, but how, how does it feel being somebody who now people look to and aspire to be a bit like? I just think it's, it's one of those... I'm very comfortable with who I am. Mm. I'm very comfortable with who I am as a person. I know I'm never going to be a size eight much as I'd like slim thighs that's not going to be for me because I'm fundamentally quite lazy but you know I'm I'm very comfortable with who I am and I think that's what I'm trying to put out there is a sense of just having fun with things with my house for example I just wanted somewhere inspiring and interesting and somewhere that my children would have fun growing up in I'm not creating a grey beige house to sell on I'm creating a home for us all to live in and I want it to be fun and to reflect me and I can't tell you how much I'm enjoying it um with my clothes I think it's just been a process of elimination over the years of knowing what I like I love a bit of embroidery I I know the skirt shapes I like I don't really like my legs so it's just trying to work out you know what suits you and what works for you yeah it's funny because when I first met you I think Lila was about eight months old right about that and um, I feel like you're, you look quite different now. Is that a mm. fair thing to yeah. say? Um, another day you posted on Instagram stories, I think it was, um, pictures of a magazine. Had, oh, yes, Ideal Homes. Ideal Homes. Um, I had, just had Charlie then. You just had Charlie. So I didn't know you back then, but, when I, but it, you, were, you were commenting on your hair. And it does feel like you've had a, a slight, very slight reinvention since then. I wouldn't say reinvention. I think what I did do for such a long time, which goes back to me having the sort of armour element of working in a in a very masculine newspaper office, I hated my hair. I hated the fact that it was thick and it's curly. So I used to fight with it for years. So And it was the time when GHDs were everybody's best friend and I used to iron them to death. We all did that, didn't yeah. we? That kind of poker streets. And it never really suited me. I mean, I did it for years, but, you know, my hair's quite thick and then one day and I think it was actually when I was at look Mm. I just thought I'm just going to embrace the curl yeah let's just go with this 
And so I, and now I feel more me. Rather than trying to pat it down constantly and put product on it to keep it straight, yeah. I can just let it go. And it just feels a lot more free. There's the doorbell. Go on, go and get it. wonder who it is. <laughs> Excuse me. So, as we were saying... Yeah, so I wouldn't say necessarily reinvention. I would say just a more gradual acceptance that this is who I am and stop fighting it. So thinking back to when you when you were when you when Charlie was a baby, yeah. Um, did you did you go through that kind of slight crisis oh, of so identity? Badly. So badly, it was a really strange time. I was one of the first. I was certainly the first on my team at work to have had a baby. Um, and we were all a really similar age, so there was a group of us. We all used to go out all the time. I mean, you can imagine, you know, no responsibility. There'd be invitations all the time. We'd be out most nights. And there I was suddenly at home on maternity leave with a tiny baby, everything I ever wanted, so happy to be a mum. And yet I didn't know who I was anymore. And I was looking on Facebook and they were still going out every night. How dare they? And it was, you know, their lives hadn't stopped. Mine had completely changed. And I remember probably Charlie must have been about eight weeks old and my mum was down so she could babysit. And my husband James said, come on, I'm going to take you out for dinner. Let's go out for dinner. And we were going to go into London and go out for some food. Mum was going to babysit. And I can remember standing in front of my wardrobe and sobbing. And just everything I put on looked awful. You know, I still obviously had postpartum body, so I had very flabby tummy and nothing felt right. And I know it's such a silly thing to say now because you just think, oh, come on, deal with it. Everybody has babies, everybody feels like that. But actually at the time, it's so difficult to navigate because... You just don't feel like yourself and you feel confused and who am I anymore? Um, and I think, going back to what I said earlier about having this uniform at work, my wardrobe was quite distinct. At the weekend, I would actually be really casual. Never really been a jeans kind of a person. So my weekend wardrobe would always be something casual, maybe like jersey, trousers or something like that. Um, and then during the week, I was sorted. Work, I was happy because I put my uniform on and I'd go to work. Weekend, I was less comfortable. And so when I was on maternity leave the whole time, I found that really difficult because I was still in that mindset of dressing for work every day. But actually, my whole wardrobe needed looking at. Mm. And so that was the start of me just thinking, right, what, what do I like? What's my body shape now? Um, that must have been quite, quite weird as a fashion journalist to have to reassess your own fashion identity in a way yes and I'm always I really admire people when I read about it and they don't they barely put weight on during pregnancy they barely change their shape I mean I think I put on three stone when I had Charlie I looked like somebody had blown me up my on the pictures of me having him, he was an emergency cesarean and the pictures of us me holding him in hospital I, I looked stunned knackered but also like someone had blown me up with a balloon you know mm. a, a pump um it was just really weird time so yes I'm hugely envious of people that barely change their style during pregnancy and then come out the other end and lose the weight immediately do you think there's more you know do you think there's more help almost more support these days so you know you had Charlie seven years ago I had my daughter six years ago and it kind of feels like now there are so many more like you know 
fashionable mums and fashionable pregnant women around, whether it's bloggers or celebrities or social media. So it feels like there's more inspiration nowadays. Yes, I think, well, previously we'd probably have had to rely on celebrity pictures in magazines. Now you've got real people on Instagram doing amazing things, stylish women who completely inspire you and who are going through a similar thing. You know, you only need to tap into a few that you really admire and you've got a whole plethora of style inspiration there. Um, And I didn't have that, so you're sort of navigating it yourself. I've said navigating a lot. I'm going to stop saying navigating. To be fair, you were navigating a lot back then. I was. So so what did you kind of, what did you discover? So when you were, um, you know, back then when you were a new mum and you were having to kind of rediscover who you were and what you were about fashion-wise, what did you turn to? What became your kind of maternity leave wardrobe? It would have been blogs. It would have been kind of early day blogs. Um, It would have been Pinterest. A lot of time spent on Pinterest. And what did you end up wearing? What was the... the I think initially when I'd first had them, I did a lot of sort of skinny jeans and tunics over the top. Um, Did you wear a legging? Did you ever wear a legging? I did when I was pregnant. I lived in leggings when I was pregnant and a new mum, which feels like a massive fashion faux pas. I just think until you've tried a maternity jegging, you haven't lived. It's all about the comfort, isn't it? Oh my God, it is all about the comfort. A maternity jegging, when you've pulled that right over that bump oh, yes. and it's almost touching the top of your bra. What do you mean almost? <laughs> I, I was tempted to get up to the neck. <laughs> nobody's coming near me (laughs) yes yeah so um so yeah leggings when you were pregnant but not not when you were a new mum yeah no uh possibly in the first few weeks um you know you've got to support those massive maternity pads haven't you oh yeah and Primark packs of six, size 18 pants, I think I bought, oh. just went oversized so they would literally come right up. That's what Primark is brilliant for, isn't it? All, the, all that kind of stuff. Excellent. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And I kind of remember thinking back to when I was at that stage, I was totally gobsmacked that it took ages for my bump to disappear. I remember being pregnant and going into like a a kid's clothing shop and seeing a mum with a pram and a big belly. And I was thinking, I'm so confused. I don't know what's going on here because you're pregnant, but you've got a new baby in, in this pram. How is this... How is this happening? That was a low point, actually, going into mother care in Croydon. 
and buying, I don't know, what little onesies, vest onesies a pack of. And I think I'd left Charlie with James at home. And the woman asking me when I was due, when it was actually due, oh. I was like, I've had him. Yeah. Must stop eating. <laughs> but it takes a while sell. for that bump to go down. Yeah, it does. And you should just embrace that because, my God, you've got so much else going on. Did you make any massive kind of fashion faux pas? So when I... I just didn't have a clue what was going on, you know, in those hazy, sleep-deprived first few weeks. So when I was a new mum, it was quite trendy for all the uh, young uns to be wearing animal hats. So, like, Katy Perry rocked an animal hat with, like, ears and a face. (laughs) And I remember a particularly low point um, rocking up to um, baby sensory class with my seven- or eight-week-old baby, and we were both wearing animal hats. She was wearing her baby animal hat because she was eight weeks old and that's kind of allowed. And I was rocking mine and yeah, got quite a few strange looks from the other mums who were like, what's going on? Did they not think you were super cool because <laughs> Katie Perry was wearing them? In my head, I was super cool. I knew that's why I was wearing it. But they were just thinking, why are you wearing an animal hat like to, you know, to match your baby? baby? But Mini Me is all the range now. Every brand is doing Mini Me outfits. You were just so ahead of the curve. I was so ahead of the curve. I don't know about faux pas. There's certainly items that I could never look at again. For example, my Ugg boots, which I wore to death basically because my feet swelled so much. They were the only thing that I could pull on. And also, I had a River Island black and white maternity check. I don't know if River Island still do maternity wear, actually. But they did, and I had quite a cool for very very late stages of pregnancy black and white checked shirt it had kind of pockets in it It was tunic style and I used to wear it with my leggings over with my Ugg boots and I also used it when I first had him because it was great for breastfeeding and I cannot ever look at a black and white checked shirt ever again I would never buy anything because it just reminds me of that and I just wore it so often it's amazing though how clothing can just evoke such strong memories yeah Yeah. good memories and bad memories yeah yeah I mean there was there was loads of things you know there was lots of things that I wore that I just felt really uncomfortable in and that were just too tight I remember going to meet a friend once and I put on a dress that I'd worn previously before I'd had the kid before I'd had Charlie and it was just it was too tight mm. and I did it anyway and I went out and I just I, I'm so glad I wasn't taking pictures of myself for Instagram at that point back in the day when back we didn't document every single day um okay so tips so if there are any mums listening who are at that stage um you know which shops are great for kind of like just simple pieces to you don't, you don't have to think too hard about putting together a simple comfortable but stylish outfit i really think invest in basics so go to places like um we'll just get a really good pair of black really dark denim jeans that will go over your bump don't ever go for the under the bump ones i must have gone through about three pairs of those and they're just rubbish and you're constantly hoiking it up just to get everything to go over the bump I would also recommend going to places like Cos, actually, who do that slightly cocoony, oversized shape regardless. It's not cut maternity-wise, but it doesn't matter because I lived in those. I lived in tunics. There were a couple of dresses that I just wore over trousers and I felt really comfortable in those. So I would look at non-maternity wear as well as some key pieces of maternity wear. So hair and makeup, um, do you think that it's just a case of whacking your hair up in a top knot what did you do there was a lot of top knot action um i 
Do you know what? I think it's a really subjective thing. If you are somebody that feels better about themselves, if you've had a bit of a blow dry, go and have a blow dry. Just just don't put any pressure on yourself. If yeah. you don't feel like it, if you can't be bothered to wash your hair, just put it in a top knot. It doesn't matter. Dry shampoo is amazing. It really is. Um, I would just always suggest remembering a good moisturiser and a red lipstick. And I think you'd be fine with those two things. The red lipstick just covers... It just makes up for so many things, doesn't it? So many things. It looks like you've made an effort, even if you haven't got a scrap of other makeup on. It will detract from any tired eyes, which is important. I've also discovered, by the way, there's this amazing thing called Eye Lift, which is by Trish McAvoy. Mm. And it's kind of... um, It's a very light... It's called the Triangle of Light. It's like an inverted triangle that you do under your eye. And you put this cream on in an inverted triangle and then just pat it all in. It's a game changer. That's really interesting because I once read in a magazine that, you know, with the, um, like, Touche Eclat and all those yeah. kind of um, things, that you should, obviously this is great for, um, you know, a podcast because you can see exactly what we're doing, yeah. but you should put it in, like, a triangle yeah. underneath your eyes. I wonder if that's the same theory. Just for the tape, Alison is drawing <laughs> a triangle under her Underneath eye. my eye. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I wonder if it's the same theory. That's really it, interesting. It is, I think, yeah. The triangle of light, that's what they call it. That's what the YouTubers call it. Oh. Um, but yeah, it basically, it, at that stage, it is all about making yourself look less tired yeah. than you feel. Yeah. The other thing as well, um, have you seen um, Susie Verrill? Um, yeah. The plaits, the amazing plaits. So she had, um, she's an Instagram, a blogger, um, which you guys um, should go and check out on Instagram. Also um, used to work with us at Look. Yeah, she did. <laughs> All comes back to Look Magazine. And Hannah Gale. Yeah, so we all work together at the same time at Look, and we're all now bloggers. Um, and mums, and mums-to-be. Yes, exactly. So Susie um, had her second baby um, recently, week. last week, and she had the most amazing double plait thing going on, which I just thought was brilliant, because when you are about to have a c-section and then you know be in the throes of those first few days of being a new mum the last thing you want to worry about is your hair yeah so I just thought genius move from her having those amazing plaits that she could just leave and not think about it was slightly yes um yeah I think that's that is genius the kind of braid the tight braid that you can just sleep in and not worry about obviously that isn't going to work if you've got a bob or shorter no no that's when the top knot and lots of kirby grips come in come in handy i think the hair wrap you know clemmy hooper's a massive fan anna farquharson massive fan of the hair wrap yes they are all and you can get those from under the stories asos zara do them as well just tie them round and put your hair in a top knot and it looks a bit put together i keep meaning to get into the hair wrap thing but i'm not convinced i can pull it off but i keep meaning to try it it's one of those things that i think you should try on holiday when you're a bit more confident and it doesn't really matter yeah no no one i know will see me no one i know apart from everyone on social media <laughs> but then it doesn't matter no it you doesn't. can't hear them silently judging you that's so true <laughs> okay brilliant um some quick fire questions for you erica okay. um favorite shop ever um under the stories why is that? I just love it. I love the breadth of product. I like the fact that it's a bit different. I love the store layouts. I like the fact that there's loads of plants in there. It's just a really well thought out store and it's not super expensive. Yeah. Next question. Favorite. Very apt considering where we're sitting right now. How many cushions do you actually own? So for the record, we are sitting on an amazing green corner sofa and it's packed with cushions yeah my husband doesn't 
really like the cushions. For much, you know, to kind of go on what you've just said, I have been sent, I'm very lucky, I get sent a lot of stuff and I have just put them on here at the moment. So I have been sent, I got three sent to me this morning. Right, I see. That's, that's the only reason you've got lots of cushions, because you were sent three this morning. I do love a cushion. I love a cushion too. I'm on a bit of a cushion buying ban, but that said, um, Mr P did um, point point out a cushion he really liked the other day and he said um i should really shouldn't be showing you this but that that's quite a nice cushion isn't it you know and i was like what are you doing enabling me to buy cushions when i'm on a band you are married to a metrosexual though aren't you yes yes i am so are you i mean james is pretty pretty forward thinking it's good um if you could only keep one of your embroidered dresses which would it be (laughs) are you going to say one of your children that's the next question If I could keep one of my embroidered dresses, which one would it be? Um, do you know what? I actually sold a couple recently. I think it would rather I would rather keep a couple of the tops, and the one that I would keep is one that I got in a little antique shop a few years ago. James had a no kids weekend to Babington House. Ah, oh, the dream. And we went to this really lovely little village on the way home. I went for lunch somewhere. And I just saw this gorgeous embroidered, it's proper Hungarian vintage one. I mean, it's pretty much falling apart and it's held together at the back with a safety pin. But I just love it. And it's that crisp cotton that when you iron it, you just feel really satisfied with life. Mm, yeah. But I think I'd keep that one. Excellent, excellent. And, and which child would you keep? <laughs> neither <laughs> the dog <laughs> yeah. rudy um and what's been your most embarrassing moment as a parent do you have one? Oh, there've been so many i mean there've been the unfortunate nappy explosions there was a particularly bad one in tk maxx once when i had to actually take him naked around the shop he was only tiny it wasn't like he was five <laughs> Um, and buy a completely new outfit. Good that it happened in DK Maxx yes, and you could actually do that. Imagine if it happened in the co-op. I, I mean, know, I know. Mind you, you could have then bought some nappies. I know. Um, there have been the tantrums in the middle of the floor. Mm. James had the worst one, though, because he had one where Charlie actually started shouting while having lying on the pavement, shouting don't touch me! Don't come near me! And James was sort of looking at the strangers going... He is my child. He is I'm mine. not some stranger trying to kidnap him. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness. We've had, we've had quite a few like that. But there's the red, you, you just feel that sort of burning oh, heat yeah. coming from your neck upwards and it's just horrendous. Yeah. Um, so Erica, I would like to ask you, what is really in your handbag? Well, so I've got my handbag here, Alison. I tend to keep my handbag quite small. It's a very stylish handbag. Can I just say, it's round, it's small. What, how would you describe that? It's a wicker. It's a little round wicker one. It's been on my Instagram a lot. It's one of those really super stylish ones that all the cool kids have this summer. And yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. I do love it. It feels a bit like a holiday bag, really, but I'm wearing it every day. Um, I've got my camera. I don't really go anywhere without my camera. But I also do have a collection of lipsticks. Now, how many have I got in here? Three three lipsticks so they tend to get the ones that i'm going to wear that day go in also a lip balm i'm always having a lip balm so do you do the eight hour cream lip balm from elizabeth so hang on do you wear more than one lipstick a day no so if i'm going out for a meeting i will 
put one on in the morning and then put that in my bag. Right. But I could possibly have had the one that I was wearing the day before also in my bag. I see. So there's quite often about six lipsticks in my bag that I then have to try and remember where they are. Um, I've got a nail varnish. I had a meeting yesterday in London. I had to race into London very early. And the day before I had picked off all of my gel nail varnish and my nails were terrible so I had to do this yet next to a really old man yesterday who was looking at me like he wanted to kill you me. didn't do it on the train did I you did. oh my goodness that's like a massive social faux pas I, I wanted it on a on a plane it's not the worst thing to do on a plane not the worst thing to do on a plane there are worse things you could do on a plane but I once painted my nails well. on an easy jet flight uh, to um Malaga I think it was um, yeah, and it, just the, the looks that you get, yeah. understandably. Well, it's the fumes, mm. and there's nowhere for them to go. No, but that's a really lovely colour. It's like essay, what is it? Ballet slippers. It's oh. really, yeah, just really simple. It's a really delicate pink, isn't it? Nice. Your nails look pretty fabulous. You need to do an Instagram of those. I will. Um, sunglasses, always have sunglasses. My purse, which is actually the inner section of my purse, because my real purse won't fit in here. I've got a pen because I'm an ex-journalist and I always have a pen. You've got to have a pen. Train tickets, half-used tissues. I'm a bit disappointed, Erica. You've got quite a stylish well, bag. Well, I tend to use that and then I will always have an extra bag. So everything else goes in there, which is generally things like, especially when I'm going into London, if I've got meetings, which I do on a Thursday, I'll have extra shoes, magazine, book, all of that stuff. An, o- an, an overspill bag. An overspill bag, that's yeah. it. Well, listen, Erica, thank you so much for being my guest today. I've really enjoyed talking to you. I would like you to now make me another cup of tea. (laughs) Okay. And we can carry on chatting. Okay. Um, But yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Not Another Mummy podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and I'll see you next time. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.